It's time to get on the blunderbuss, where we go on a journey to, into leadership failure. My name is Edward Vaughan. Join me as I travel far and wide on my special bus, the blunderbuss, and have honest conversations with great leaders about some of their greatest leadership disasters. On the blunderbuss, we think it's possible to learn much more from your moments of failure than your moments of success, if you know the magic secret. And we also know that failure can be fun, especially other people's. We'll be hearing about some great boofhead moments where practitioners provide us with the pleasure of hearing about how they did all the dumb things and the leadership lessons they took out of it. As I drive around on the blunderbuss, I'm on the search for the leader who has done more dumb things than I have. Could today be the day when we have found them? So today, I've driven the blunderbuss all the way to Vaucluse in Sydney's east to speak to Bishop Stuart Robinson, Rector of South Head Anglican Parish, Evangelist, Pastor and Church Planter. Welcome onto the Blunderbuss, Stuart. Thank you, Ed. It's great to be here. I love the view. <laughs> hey, um, ever, ever done anything wrong? When you mentioned great leaders, this story might G-R-A-T-E <laughs> on you in terms of leadership because it's an absolute star. Okay. Tell, we love it. We love yeah. it. Tell us all about it. So here's the deal. Uh, my wife and I had been pastoring a church uh, in Europe for a number of years. We'd, we'd come back. I was working as a consultant and a group of dear people uh, approached me and said, look, would you be involved part-time in helping us plant a church in inner western Sydney? It was an urban redevelopment area, mm-hmm. and the plan was 22,000 people would be living in one square kilometre. And these dear saints had been planning and praying for over three years. Wow. And so they invited Jane and I to come on board. So it was a real privilege to be a part of that church, and we were there for three years. I realised, though that even though we had an attractive place to meet, which was the back of a real estate agent, we really were only connecting with people who knew Christ already. Mm. And so my great hope was to do something completely different and to start a ministry which would connect with complete outsiders. So far, it's sounding fantastic. Look, it is sounding fantastic. And when I write the story up, that bit I'm really pleased with. Okay. Uh, But the next bit, which I'd actually described in a paper called I Killed a Church. Wow. And when I was speaking at a convention in New Zealand... Some guy came up to me and said, I've never heard of you, but I have heard of that Stuart Robinson who killed a church. Have you ever heard of him? I thought you were a church planner, not a church killer. <laughs> and that's exactly right. So what happened? So we decided we'd run kind of like a bistro type thing hmm. uh, where every Tuesday night uh, I would invite some very, very gifted and able musicians to come along. We would provide beautiful food, Chardonnay and other kinds of drinks, and then people invited their friends to what was almost like a cabaret or nightclub. In fact, we had little tables mm. and there was dimmed lighting uh, with mood music playing all the time in between the different sets. And then I would speak to people about current issues, speak a little bit about Christianity, and then invite dialogue and heckling. And uh, it went backwards and forwards. And so the space, the little space, fitted about 40 people. So it was very intimate. And it was filled pretty much every Tuesday night. I can't this see. fantastic. I can't see the failure. Well, it gets even worse because <laughs> a couple of my relatives uh, came along and uh, one of them came along with her dog in a bag. It was a small dog. Uh, but she also brought a number of her friends uh, from the gay community who loved it so much that they started bringing their friends as well. It was sensational. So what are you doing on the blunderbuss, Stuart? <laughs> this sounds fantastic. So we were connecting, Ed, with complete outsiders. Uh, it was just breathtaking. Indigenous uh, people were coming along as well. Wow. I was just loving every moment. And then I thought, because someone in authority asked me, 
when will you get them into a Bible study group? Uh, and I thought, yes, because clearly that would be a measure of success. Right. Getting right. these complete outsiders yeah. into a Bible study group. Right. So after six or seven weeks, I said to everybody, next week we'll be starting a program called Christianity Explained. Okay. Now, it's a great course, by the way. Don't sure. Get me wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. Christianity Explained, and I'm really looking forward to you all coming next week. So from 40 people, the following week, you know how many turned up, Ed? Uh, I'm going to guess. Have a guess, Ed. None? None. <laughs> Absolutely none. You killed it stone dead. Killed it stone dead. And when I spoke to this relative of mine and said, you weren't there, I was expecting an Apple mm. response. She was furious. With you? With me. She said, look, we, we trusted you. Mm. And I invited my friends along who knew nothing about Christianity. Mm. And they came along and they loved it. And she said, I felt betrayed. Oh, Stuart, this has broken my heart. It's a terrible, terrible story. Oh, Stuart. Uh, and other people who brought their friends along also felt like they'd been betrayed or indeed misled, I think, might be another way of putting oh, it. Oh, Stuart. Yeah. Okay. So when you reflected on this, uh, what, what would you say that you did wrong? Yeah. So here's the thing. I, I first of all, was running according to my agenda uh, which was I need to move these people into some kind of process evangelism course. Yeah. And I discounted the power of relationships. Yeah. So these people are getting to know each other as well, and they're enjoying that what we describe as fellowship and friendship. And I killed that stone dead. But the other big learning was this. I wasn't serving an audience of one. Hmm. I was more concerned about other people who were in my grandstands ah, yeah. and what that particular personality or leader would think of me yeah. doing this kind of thing with these kinds of people and not doing a Bible study with them. Yes, yes. It's kind of like, you know, there is a right way to do this and you imposed that because of the expectations of people outside, not the needs of the people inside the group. Exactly right. So my response was not a loving response. Mine was a performance response, which yeah. was those people I hold in high regard, or at least held in high regard, how would they be thinking of me now? Because I'm not actually getting down in the business of teaching the Bible. Yeah. And so some, somehow this is about the judgments of other people. The judgments of other people is a really good way to describe it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Stuart, that's a, that's a heartbreaking story. Shocking story. Shocking story. So here I am speaking at this convention in New Zealand. This guy's <laughs> going on about, yeah, I read this article about this guy really screwed up. Um, you're not that guy. Right? As a matter of fact, I am. I'm about to teach you all about this stuff because I'm an expert. So what did you learn out of this? Yeah, so the learning was that you need to build relationships. It's going to take time, particularly when people have no real grasp of Christianity. No, no. And so they actually need to see loving leadership in action, Yeah, servant leadership. Uh, and so my task was to, to bless them and to love them and to care for them, to welcome them. The Bible uses the word refresh, which is helping them to unburden, uh, enabling them to experience Christ's hospitality through God's people, and by moving them into something that I've not given them any advance warning yeah. or notice of, yeah. it was just deception. Yeah. No question about that. And and let's you know emphasise the point, courses like Christianity Explored, Christianity Explained, Christianity Introduced, you yep. know, Christianity Alpha, you know, whatever, yep. Yep. they're good courses. Wonderful right? courses, and I still use them to this very day. Right, and so it's not about that being them being bad things. It's something about the right time, the right context, done in the right way, all of that sort of thing. 
Exactly right, Ed. It's got to do with trust and integrity, and trust, yeah. none of which I understand. <laughs> have, of this, this mistake, did you, have you ever repeated this mistake? I have not repeated that mistake. Okay. And I resisted pressure from outsiders to say, you need to be moving people into this or to that. Yeah. And so the courses that we run now are all relational and they're around food and hospitality plays a huge part. Yeah. And very often now we let the courses, well, take their course. Yeah, right. The time. Yeah, yeah. And it's a funny, isn't it, to probably be on the scope of our conversation now, but to think why do people need other people to do, you know, why do we have to make people do the formula? Or, yeah, I wonder exactly what that's right. about. Anyway, that's a that's a rhetorical question. Well, it is. It's a great question. But I also believe that God sovereignly calls people himself. But I was getting in the way back then. In fact, I've repented of that, and I pray that God in his mercy will bring other people into those dear people's lives yeah. and fill the gap that I created. Uh, okay. So how do you see failure now? It's painful yes. when I reflect on it. And when I'm my best self, I thank God for his mercy and grace for giving me other opportunities. Mm. But it's a very painful thing. Yeah. And I look back on that and sometimes I feel physically ill. And every time I see this relative who is nowhere near a church at the moment, I say, Lord, have mercy because I got that so wrong. Uh, Stuart, can I thank you for sharing this this very vulnerable, You're very laughing honest? <laughs> well, only because it feels like something that I have done too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. pain is, you know, very you. real, still real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah thank yeah. you, thank you. My privilege thank to Stuart Robinson for sharing about his leadership mistakes and what he has learned at the St Michael's Institute. Our promise to you is that we can help you do more dumb things because we can help you take more risks and learn from what you're doing. Uh, subscribe to The Blunderbuss at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on Spotify, or go to our website at www.stmichaels.institute. Thanks to Stuart, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye.